Um, just that video, by the way, really simple way of explaining what church is really all about. You know, we're in a service right now, but really we're building a movement, a community of people who live like that. You know, the Bible just clearly says this for us as a challenge. It says, let your light shine out so that others may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So there's a whole process of the reason we live like that and make a difference in life is that people say there is something different inside of you. And we're building a movement of people. We're building a community who believe in not just coming to church, and going, right, we're just here doing a service, we're going to live our life out. We're going to shine the great news of God. And I've got, by the way, let me get this right, just to build up the tension for you. I'm going to put 15 minutes on the clock. Whoa, right? If anybody thinks I can do that, if you don't believe in miracles uh, by the end of it, for 15 minutes as well. And so we've kind of been doing this kind of three week series, and I just want to finish it off really um, with uh, celebrating, you know, um, smiles and brightened days. Just because Joy Fest, as we've been doing for the last three years, over 2,000 people have been impacted with those random acts of joy this week for some of the work that you've guys done on the website and the app. That's how we know that we've been tracking uh, people's inputs and responses. You know, it's amazing how that joy is, and we just want to motivate you to have that smile, to live bright in days, uh, to go out, make the difference that God has called us to be. Because what we're here about as a church is we want to help you to find God and to follow Jesus. Because there are life-transforming moments in your life that actually don't just transform you in a day, but transform your lives and have the ability to transform others. And so we want to help you find freedom. We want you to help you to discover God, discover your purpose, and then go out into the world and make a difference in your life. You matter to God. You matter to this world. You know, you are called to live. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a difference. I want to spend my moments, if I can, just for a few moments, motivating you closer to that point. One of our values as our church is uh, we are alive. Now, I just want you to say the word back to me with your best lively voice, just so I know you're awake, and just say, we are alive. Oh, that's not bad, actually. That was quite good, isn't it? You know, uh, and good. So I'm going to motivate even more, and so fill yourself with life, and then Joe back. We are alive. Great. I love in that. That is fantastic. Jesus said, "I've come that you might have life, and have life to the minimum, to the average, or to the full." Absolutely. And Jesus didn't go for average. He went, I'm going to give you life right over here. And I want to kind of get into what, what, what does he mean when he said, I'm going to give you life to the full? Okay, so uh, I like dictionaries because I'm sad and a bit of a geek behind all of this, you know. And so I thought, you know, you often when you study, you go into the dictionary. What does the dictionary, by, by the way, the English dictionary was written way after the Bible was written, just so you know, just to, you know, so we don't always get the best answer, which is why I thought that. So life is the period between the birth and death. So I kind of thought, I asked this question myself, is that what Jesus meant when he says, I've come that you might have a life? Well, you all qualify. You're all in between that period, I think, between birth and death. Anybody who's died, just let me know uh, during the service, so they're quite serious. Uh, Or you could go on to kind of definition B, which is life is the existence of an individual human being. Not very inspiring, by the way. Um, Did Jesus come so that you might have a, no, you might exist? You know, your whole purpose is, right, I just want you to exist in life. You know, and you're like, Aaron, I was looking a bit more than that from Jesus. Or life is the state of one who is possessed with vitality, vigor, or energy. Who is possessed with vitality, vigor, or energy? Put your hands up. By that definition, 
there are 32 of you who have life. The rest of you may not qualify under definition C of the English dictionary, right? You know, so Jesus likes saying, you know, if that's the definition is true, Jesus is saying, I want to energize you. Did Jesus just come to energize you or is there more to what Jesus is offering? I want to tell you a little story if I can. It's a personal story, you know, and it's something that some of you are part of my journey and understand uh, what the last year has been. But, you know, I had some tests 12 months ago, went in, you know, and had scans and, you know, and CT scans and biopsies. You know, they were looking at a, a cancerous mass in my chest. And so when they finally found out what it was, they sat me down and said, we have found a mass the size of a grapefruit sat around your heart and around your lungs, you know, which made sense a little bit, you know, because the average heart rate, by the way, is around about 60. Are you all right? Were you in the right areas? Just look at them. Yeah, good. If I've gone wrong, just go like that, Aaron. It's a medical student. Just kind just, just, just of give it a right? So we're in that right area. And, and my heartbeat during that period, just to give you, was 99. Right? And the reason for that is because this growth of this mass was starting to push on my lungs. My lungs are trying to work harder and reduce oxygen. And then my heart's trying to pump all the blood around my body. And to do that, it's having to move faster and harder. You know, and it's quite serious. If, if that goes unchecked, that's a, a life-threatening moment. And it's sat there, this grapefruit in your chest. There you but actually, it's not just an operable tumor by which they can go in and cut it out. The reason is because it's fibrous. And it wraps itself around your heart and your lungs, and everything in between. That, that's a complex. So the only way to deal with that is to blast it chemically. That's what I did. That was part, most of my year last year was chemical and radiotherapy, you know, and I'm, I'm really pleased that I'm alive and well, and I'm clear of cancer. You know, I'm cancer-free. But it makes me think, the reason I'm telling you this illustration is simply this. There are times in life when something grows around our life organs and starts to squeeze us. And so that our life that God has designed us to live suddenly gets under pressure. Who's ever been in a relationship when you think that relationship suddenly starts to squeeze us? Suddenly starts to put us under pressure. Who's ever gone in, who's had a boss or work, suddenly, you know, the deadlines are going up, you know, and the time given to achieve that deadline is going down? Who's doing more work now for less money than they were last year? There's a, there's a whole squeeze going on in society. And actually, it's one of these moments in society that starts to squeeze us. Who sometimes has more month than they do money? Ever that happened to you? You feel the squeeze, don't you? you? You feel the anxiety goes up. You know, your actual heart rate starts to increase in those times uh, naturally. And whether it's relational or work, you know, or financial or emotional. Who's ever felt an emotional squeeze? It's felt um, a really dark time. Sometimes we go through dark phases in our life, and it's like something's cropped up or circumstance. Or sometimes we don't even know what it is, and it starts to squeeze our life. Well, I, I kind of want to talk into that moment, really, because when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, I believe Jesus speaks into this area. Because what Jesus is talking about is when he said, I have come that you might have life, he said, I'm going to give you spiritual life. I want you to understand this, simply what the Bible teaches, that life comes from God. God is the giver of life, and giver of life at every level that you can possibly imagine. So relationally, God can give life. Vocationally, God can give life. Emotionally, God can give life. Mentally, God can give life. Physically, God can give life. The reason is because you were created 
At the beginning of all of our creation, of all of our origins, when God created us, he breathed his in life. Now, I'm historically a scientist, by the way. That's kind of my first career, you know, and uh, didn't last forever. But, you know, that's where it started, just to give you some credence, right? right? As much as science has been able to, with all its life experimentation, it's transferring one life source to another. And it's doing a lot of that at the moment, particularly in genetic research. It's just taking one source there. But they still haven't managed to create life yet. It's the one thing that God has held to himself, that the creation of life comes from himself when he breathed life into us. We're living beings. Just to do a test, by the way, just as a, this is a proper medical test. Just look at your chest. That should be going up and down. That's, that's a bona fide medical test. If you're not sure, here's another one. Just put your hand in front of your mouth. You should feel something like movement of air. Interestingly, by the way, the word in the Bible for spirit is breath of God. So, you know, the life of God, we often go, and now one more thing, just kind of put your two fingers and just kind of check your pulse. If you can't find anything there, you can try just down there on the corridor. You should be able to, like, a bit. That, that tells me that you're alive, that you're carrying something of God in you already when God breathed into you. Who's feeling something of God in him right now? Who's waiting for that six minutes to end, you know, just so you can just get over what it is you've got to say the Greek word is Zoe, by the way, Greek uh, for life. Jesus talks in Koine Greek, uh, and that, you know, that's really complex, but it simply means this. Jesus talked in the language of the street. He wanted to make it really basic. You know, I'm going to bring you life. Okay, life where you can take hold of it and deposit in you, and it's going to make a difference. John 5, 26 says, The Father has life in himself. And he has granted that same life-giving power to the Son, Jesus. If you're looking for life this morning, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever aspect of your life, if you're looking for it and you go, I just need this whole thing's constricting me right now, I can't breathe, and my heart rate's going up, you know, this is where it's found in Jesus Christ. He gives you spiritual life. And anybody who's had that moment of, wow, you know, suddenly... There's a, there's a release, there's a pop. When you give your life to God, when you follow Jesus, and it's like the lights get turned on. You know, in John 1, talks about Jesus being the light and life of the wood. Light gets switched on. Suddenly, we know what's going on. God and Jesus are life givers. Jesus came to give you life from God, spiritual life. And I just want to pause for a moment because I just want to talk about sin. Sin is one of those things that kills our life with God. It kills, so that mass would have killed me had it not been dealt with. Sin in us kills our relationship with God. I don't know if you noticed, but it always kills your relationship with others. And it puts us some in those dark places. So when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, I know this is killing you. I know this is where you're not meant to be, but I came to set you free from that sin. Put your hand up if you're perfect in the room. There you go. I've got Daniel. <laughs> but you know, you understand, none of us are. It's God, but God says, I know that. And I'm going to send Jesus to die. His death brings us life. And that's the life that we live. And that's the start of our journey when we realize that life is a gift from God. I don't know if you know, but there's a, there's a scripture that says, This is the day. That the Lord has made, I will <coughs> rejoice and be glad in it. So I don't believe in just discovering that God gives me life. He's actually given me this life to go and enjoy. There's a choice you're facing today going, I'm going to go into this day and I'm going to rejoice. Every day is like a gift. 
I want you to open a gift, even right now through prayer and with God, that you can go, God, I really want to get into what you've got for me and to be fully awake in this moment. Can you do that? Three minutes to go, right? Fully awake in this moment because if God's about to do something in you, who's ready for God to deposit something into heart? Today's moment becomes tomorrow's memory. Have you worked that out yet? How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're looking in life to say, okay, what God are you doing right now? Suddenly, right, when you bring God into your moment, you bring God into your future memories. I, I want God in my future memories. I want to look back over my life and say, I saw you there. I saw you there. I saw you there. When I stood in that wall with the doctor giving me, oh, no, this is terrible news. Aaron. You know what? I've, I've got something in here, too. It's not just a mass. I have God of the life of God in here, which overrides the fear of man. Every, that wins every time. If you're playing cards, that one wins because the life of God, he wants to deposit in you. The best thing that ever happened to you might be your new job, spouse, awards, but I tell you that being granted to live in order to enjoy these things are wonderful privileges that most people cannot get. Priceless gifts of love, of life, love, joy, goodness, family, our nature are freely given by our Creator. Life comes first, the blessings to enjoy all those things, and the tragedy of our life is not that it ends too soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. This moment is a moment right now for us to look at God and say, I want to bring and bring life to this moment. So if you're in that moment of being constricted by stuff, it might be sin, it might be sickness, it might be a challenge, a circumstance, or a relationship. Here's a moment for you to say, okay, God, if you are the life giver, I'm going to be open to that. So if life is a period between the birth and death, and Jesus is saying that I have come that you might have life, and he says this word abundantly, right, which is over and above, and basically our street Greek is super added. Abundant life is super added life. Who wants a super added life? Who wants an ordinary life? Super added life? Ordinary. You understand? We want this. I, I, I just want to live. I can breathe right now. I want to live. I want to be alive in this moment. If life is the existence of an individual human being, Jesus didn't come just so that you could exist in the world. He came so that you might discover your purpose and make a difference. When you discover this life, you discover that God created you for a reason and for a season to make a difference. And that's one of the most exciting things when you're in the middle of a St. Thomas Park and you're doing, what is it, flossing ground? You know? Yes, you know, this, this kind of slightly weird camp dance, you know, in the middle of everyone. And you're thinking, why? It's because you have life. We do all sorts of crazy things like bake cakes, serve others, stop people, give water out. You know, because we have life. It's this thing, it's God in, out. If life is a state of one who is possessed of vitality and vigor energy, then Jesus came to be the energy and the essence of life itself, that you may be full of life. I have come that you might be well cared for and contented. So what is life? God is the giver of life. He gives life to us as a gift. To live, to truly live, one must consider each and everything a blessing. I want to finish with the words of Jesus, who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, even after dying, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? 
0.01 seconds left over, everybody. Let's have a round of applause for being bang on to a second. What I want to do, I want to show you a clip. Uh, uh, and it really is a motivation. It's a spoken word clip. Because I want you to make some decisions while you sat on the ch chair to say, just live or live the way God intended. Because this is one of those videos that's going to take you off the runway and start to fly in all that God has got. Let's watch it. Thanks. <laughs> 